Alrighty, well, we're here with Jason O'Neill, a mortgage loan originator here at Neighborhood Loans, who also specializes in credit repair, which is what we're here to talk about today. A lot of folks do some shady things with their credit. They do. Knowingly and unknowingly, right? Correct. I see it all the time. <laughs> so what, let's just get the bad out of the way first. What are the top three ways or purchases or things that people do that are almost guaranteed to hurt their credit? Biggest thing is honestly, it's just late payments. Um, <clears throat> late payments are huge. And the big, uh, big ones, if, if you're ever going to be late on a payment, never be late on your mortgage because that's going to carry the biggest weight. Um, you know, it's going to carry more of a weight than say like an installment loan or something. Um, so don't be late on your payments um, is the big thing. But then also people don't realize the limit to the balance that they have on their credit cards. So some people will have say a $5,000 credit card and they'll have a $500 credit card and they'll use the $500 credit card it's other way around because you, if you're at, you know, $400 on a $500 credit card, you're at 80% usage. Now $400 on a 5,000, you're at 8% usage. So it's going to be a little bit different and it's, you're not going to be dinged as much, almost, you know, not over your limit on the, uh, on the uh, credit goes or on the, uh, on your limit as far as the, the balances go. So it'll be, uh, it won't hit you as much as the, the um, limit to balance. Right. So. And that's one of the things that we're checking too in the loan process, right? Correct. Is how much of your credit are you using every month? And correct. The more you use, correct. The worse yeah. it is, right? Yeah, and, and here's a kind of a misnomer. A lot of people will want to pay off credit cards every single month, which you know they don't want to pay pay interest on you know on a on a balance. Um, you actually get more points if you leave a little bit of a balance on your credit card, and ten dollars seems to be the lucky number for whatever reason. I had a client we were trying to get qualified, and he needed uh, like ten more points, and he had a credit card that he didn't have any balance. I said, go put ten bucks on it. And he did, and he got 14 points. And so there's little things like that that if you have a little bit of, it's kind of a game. If they're making a little bit of interest on you, they're going to make a little bit more. You're going to get a little bit more points that way. Um, and you know, people don't. It, it doesn't have to be every month. Do it every you know four months, every three months. You know, once a quarter or something. Go and just let it go over that cycle. And even though you're paying interest on 10 bucks, it's pennies. I mean, we're talking not a lot of money here. You know, so right. it's not like you're carrying a thousand dollar balance or five thousand dollar balance all the time. So. Smart. That's a little hack. Yeah, I applied for a mortgage in February of 2020, and Josh Murray here actually told me that I was worthless as a borrower because I didn't have a car payment. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any student loans. Correct. All I did was paying rent and utilities. I was credit free mm -hmm. in the best but worst way possible. Correct. I had no borrowing power. Right. And you know, I get pre-authorized on my wife's credit card. Eight months later, I have a better credit score than she does. Right. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. It usually takes two. If you're going to get a new card or something, it usually takes about six months for that to establish that score for you. So once it, once you get it on there and then it gets on your credit and then it's a, it's a that's the one thing that we can't control and that's time. Like I can't speed that up. So once you get a new credit card, it's going to take about six months for that to reflect on your, on your credit report. And is there a, um, like sweet spot of a number of how many lines of credit you should have outside of maybe your car payment and your mortgage? Like how many credit cards should I keep in my wallet or what's the max of like, Hey dude, you got to slow down. Uh, it's really kind of depends on what your debt tank, like, you know, what's your, how much you make? Um, I would say two or three. Um, you know, if you're going to keep a card and you're going to use it on a regular basis, I have a Costco card and I get points for that. Um, I know a lot of people that use ones for airline tickets. They want to travel and use. So if you, utilize those bonuses that, that you can. Um, like for me, like I'll pay all my groceries and gas and everything all on that Costco card. Cause then I get rewards at the end of the year, you know, and, and find those ones that work for you. You know, I've got a friend of mine, he gets Disney points 
Um, he's a big Disney fan. He's actually at Disney World right now uh, for his daughter's graduation. But um, they use that all the time to go to Disney Cruise and, and stuff like that. So if you find one that you like, um, you're going to have to pay those. You're going to have to pay for your gas and groceries anyways. Put it on the card. Just don't spend that money. you got to be diligent in that. Right. Um, you know, make sure that you're not carrying that a huge, huge, huge balance. You know, so they'll, I'll pay mine down to like 100 bucks a month. And then just kind of keep that just to try to maximize the points that I get. Right. All the rules of credit apply no matter what kind of card you have. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. Awesome. Cool. Well, so, you know, if you're somebody who's leveraged credit in, you know, some poor ways, what are the top three ways or some of the ways that you help people improve their score? I know you said time is a big one, but there's got to be a couple others. Yeah. So there's one, um, it sounds really crazy, but there's a, a website called optoutprescreen.com. And what it does is it links you to all three of the credit bureaus, and you can opt out of those pre-approvals that you get, either email or in the mail. And what that allows you to do is um, it removes that enticement for new credit. And so over the years, I've seen anywhere from 15 points to 40, 50 points in an increase in a matter of a couple of weeks for clients. Um, so optoutprescreen.com, and you can do it for three years or five years. Um, and that's an easy one. Another one, if you have a family member or friend that is willing to allow you to be an authorized user on a card, that's an easy one as well. Um, we've seen, and we can run those simulators, say, hey, if you get a new card as an authorized user, based on, obviously, you want to have somebody who's got a, a good card and good, you know, good standings, because if they mess that up, it's also going to mess you up as well. Right. So I want to make sure that that one's good. But I've seen parents use that. My dad did that for me to get my first car, mm -hmm. um, added me on as an authorized user to a Sears card, and it looked like I had a credit since I was two. So it was, it was kind of crazy. Um, but that's a really easy way to, to be able to do that. But it's really, you know, pay your bills on time. Go through um, annualcreditreport.com. You can pull a free credit report every year um, from all three credit bureaus. If you're trying to monitor your credit, I tell them don't pull all three at the same time. Kind of do, you know, once every four months or whatever, one from each bureau. And um, that way you can kind of keep an eye on your credit and really see what's on there. You know, you get some of these third-party companies and they're looking at your, they'll pull it, but they don't know what your real history is. So that way you can view that and kind of see where you're at or credit karma and that type of stuff. You can monitor your credit that way. So. Cool. And is there, is there another one? Um, <laughs> those two. And um, there's other ways, like if you don't have, like you were saying, you don't have enough credit, we can use non-traditional credit. And so we can kind of, you can actually, like a cell phone bill that doesn't report or rent and stuff like that, you can actually force report and make them report it. So you can get your, your statement every month and then give a year's worth of statements and send those, file that through annualcreditreport.com. It's almost the same way that you would file a dispute. Say, hey, will you force report this? And they will report it for you. So that way you can help establish the credit credit score for you as well. So. Gotcha. So if I wanted to boost my credit score, I'd be like, yo, here's my cell phone bill. Here's my car insurance. Correct. Here's my Hulu, Netflix. Hey, Hulu, Netflix, any bill that you have for oh, at least really? a year. I actually had a client who had installment payments for IRS for back taxes, and I've used that before. There so, you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, if you're using health, in, you can use health insurance if it's paid outside of your company because um, they want to make sure that you're actually making the payments on it. You know, not you're just, it's just, you know, deducted from your, from your paychecks. Um, gym memberships, utilities, anything that's house related is going to be better for you, especially for us in the, in the mortgage industry. Mm -hmm. wow. um, car insurance, cell phone bills, gym memberships, anything that you have that's at least a year. Just print out the statement, show when the when the bill is, and then obviously you want to make sure that those whatever you're submitting, the payments have been made on time. But you do at sure. least a year. So. Wow, that's a lot of great tips there. That so, help yeah. a lot of yeah. people. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, why is credit so important? 
I mean, obviously it's a big deal when it comes to lending, but like overall, it really just shows your, like the risk you are as, I want to say like as a, as a person, but I want to make sure that, you know, you're reliable, honest, you know, trustworthy. I'm lending in this industry. We're putting people into hundreds of thousand dollars worth of debt. We want to make sure that your credit worthiness is, is there. Even with a car, you know, 20, 30, 40, $50,000. I mean, that's not like we're buying a pair of jeans. It's a big purchase. Mm-hmm. And so I want to make sure that, you know, you establish that credit and that credit worthiness. And it, it takes nothing to kill your credit. It takes forever to fix it. So it's like if, a bad grade. Exactly right. Exactly right. And people don't realize like nothing, if they, they don't want to make like the late payment or whatever on, on a card. If you're less than 30 days past due, it's not going to hit your credit. You may pay a late payment, a late penalty or whatever, but as, if it's not more than 30 days past due, it's not going to negatively affect your credit report. So things have to be over there for 30 days. Um, but credit is so important. You know, even if it's, you know, if you wanted to rent a you got to have a, some kind of credit card if you want to even rent a car. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that people don't realize. And people also don't realize, too, is that your credit can affect your car insurance because they will pull a credit report and people don't realize that that is going to affect them, too. <clears throat> so um, you could have, you know, a great, you know, great house, great everything, but your credit is bad. You're going to be paying for the same house, me and you, both $500,000 houses. Um, you have a 800 credit score and I have a 650 credit score. I may be paying for the exact same house, everything. I could be paying three, $400 more per month just because of my credit. And people don't realize how much that's going to affect them so right. for the exact same thing. And they don't know how easy it is to get those few points here and there, right? Maybe a lot of steps, but. Yeah, yeah. And we can look at it. I mean, there's no cost for us to take a look at it and see, you know, where you're at and, and um, you know, do an uh, analysis for you and you know, see what we can do. You know, and some people think too, in this industry, as we're talking, hey, I think I'm going to be, I think I'm going to be ready in six months. Well, let's look now because if there's credit stuff that we should be working on now, I'd hate for you to get to the point to where you think, okay, hey, I'm ready, but there's stuff we should have been working on the last six months mm-hmm. to where we can get that time. So, you know, if you are looking at buying a house right now, let's take a look at it and see, because if there's things we need to do, let's start it now and, and be able to be ready when you are truly ready. Right. And I think that's an important takeaway too, is that at neighborhood loans, you're not just a transaction, right? You're not just a cow in line or whatever the analogy is. Like we're here to get you prepared, whether you think you're ready today, Mm -hmm. three months, six months, a year from now, we're going to make sure you get there and you get to your peak of your borrowing power and your credit worthiness. You're going to be at your peak when you buy your house, right? right? Exactly. Exactly. And we want to make sure that, that when you say you're ready, you are truly ready, you know, and it's, it's, I can't tell you how many times we're like, yep, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm like, you're not, you're not, you know, and I'm a firm believer too is in just because you can, doesn't mean you should, you know, I want to make sure that when you say, Hey, you know, we don't want to put you either, you know, it be house poor. Like, I don't want you cussing me every time you got to write that check every single month, you know, or whatever you got to make that payment. So I want to make sure that, you know, we, you are ready to go and we can get you, put you in the best financial position that you can. And with that note, you know, we also offer the, you know, the, um, personal family budget classes. And and I think that kind of goes hand in hand as well, you know, with the credit and everything, making sure, Hey, I've got, you know, to really know where you're at, you know, here's a snapshot in time of what your finances are. Am I really where I really need to be? Cause you're like, yeah, okay. I can afford 15, six, eight, $2,000 a month in a car payment or in a, in, in a house payment, but can I really like, okay, now I've got Netflix and Hulu and all these, all these streaming services. And I've got, you know, kids sports and, and everything else. You don't realize that at the end of the month, you're struggling. You might think that you can, but you really can't. Right. So, um, and we really want to make sure that, you know, we, we put you in the best financial position that we can. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's what homeownership's all about, right? Getting your stuff set, you know, predictable, all that. Absolutely. So. 
But when it comes to borrowing and qualifying for a loan, how, do, how does the credit affect your borrowing power or your pre-qualification? So your credit really is going to tell you us one of a couple of things, but really kind of what loan program to put you in. You know, everybody wants to be in, in a conventional mortgage. Um, rates are typically better just depending on where you are debt to income wise. Um, but we want to really kind of, you know, if you're a, if you're a 650 credit score, yeah, we can work with that. You know, we can, you know, we do those all, all day long, but that may not be, you know, how much you can purchase. You know, if you want to look at that $500,000 house with well, a limit on an FHA loan, isn't going to allow you to do that. You know, so really where your credit is really going to tell us where your ceiling is as far as what your, your buying power, you may actually at the end of the day be able to afford more, but because your credit may hamstring you to where you can't do it. Um, so let's work on that to get you into what you want to be in um, and what's going to be best for you financially. Um, you know, and it could be, hey, let's let's get you going. And it may, that 650 we pay down some credit cards, we do some stuff. It may be 30 days, 45 days to where we are, you know, we can rescore you and get you to where you where you need to be in a very, very short time. But that, that credit score is really going to tell us a lot of things. Um, you know, really it's also going to look at, you know, your debt to income, how much you have coming in and how much you have going out. And people sometimes don't realize how much they actually have going out, you know, until we do those analysis for them. Um, but we really want to make sure that that credit score is where they need to be for the best program available for them. Okay. So, Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess you've already answered this a few times, but you know, how long does it take to repair credit? You said it could be anywhere from the 30 to 45, but it's just different for everybody. It just different for everybody. Yeah. So it really depends on how low your credit score is too, you know? And I always kind of joke, it's like, we didn't get into this overnight. We're not going to get out of it overnight. You know? So, um, you know, and some people think too, Hey, I've paid off this bill. I've paid off this collection. My score is going to jump up. No, we got to really establish that, you know, things can stay on your credit for up to seven years. And so if we can work with some of the creditors to get some of those things removed, that's going to help you. You know, sometimes they're like, hey, we can negotiate with them. Hey, if we pay this off today, um, will you completely remove that from the credit report? You know, and the worst they're going to tell us is no, right? I mean, you know, yeah. but if, the, if they're willing to do it, then let's, let's take advantage of that, you know. And, and we can run, you know, some programs to see what that will do as far as the score goes. Um, and, and kind of make that a part of the negotiation. Hey, I'll pay, you know, instead of $1,000 that I owe, I'll pay, you know, seven fifty, but I want to remove from my credit report the negative reporting. And, you know, that happens more, more times than not, especially in this climate with COVID and, and, the, and the market and everything. So, um, but yeah, that's really just, it's time is one of those things that we can't control. Right. You know, and then, you know, obviously not yet. No late payment. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no late payments is going to be huge. Um, and just really kind of getting your, your credit cards really want them underneath about 30% of whatever your limit is. Um, the lower, the better. But um, if you can get them under that 30% mark, that's going to, you'll see a, a big increase in, in your score. Right on. And, um, Talking about paying down debt, a lot of times people, I don't know if you can do this with purchase, you can let me know, but I know refinance, a lot of people will use that to debt consolidate. Mm -hmm. So what is debt consolidation and how do we do that as borrowers, whether we're in the process or before the process? Great question. So if you own the home, I can do a consolidation based on how much equity you have in the house. On the purchase, I can't. So, okay. I mean, so it, but it's going to be on the on the refinance. We can, especially in this market, if you've had the house, you know, if you bought it three or four years ago, you probably have a good amount of equity in the house. So, what we do is we do a cash out refinance and pay off that debt and consolidate it into the house. Okay. You know, so maybe um, actually I did one for a client about six months ago. A refinance pulled out about ten thousand in equity, ten twelve thousand in equity, but eliminated about sixteen hundred dollars per month in expenses. So payment went up, interest rate was about where we were before, um, but the payment went up 
only about oh, it wasn't that much. It was hundred fifty bucks or something, but we saved wow. sixteen hundred dollars a month. Um, and so it was it was definitely a good thing for him. We also were able to to as well eliminate mortgage insurance. It was on a conventional mortgage. We were able to re, re, eliminate the mortgage insurance, get that removed. Um, so that saved him quite a bit as well um, with that savings. But um, yeah, where we will use the equity in the house to pay off your bill. So now you really just have the house payment. You know. So then that debt that you that you're carrying. It, the 10k in equity we use it to pay off debt saves us monthly but that's because we're f- now financing that 10k back into our 30-year fixed rate Correct. which of course if we're spending paying 10k over 30 years it's going to be a lot less per month correct than those 26 30 percent interest rate credit cards correct exactly. okay and i've had some people like well i don't want to finance my car for 30 years i don't pa- finance this debt most people don't stay in a house for 30 years right so it's <laughs> like once you sell the house you move on to the next one it's gone now but here's right. the challenge that, it, that people don't realize most people don't change their buying habits. I can't tell you how many times I've seen it. Um, when I was working at a bank in Oklahoma, I would do a debt consolidation loan for somebody, pay off a bunch of their debt, and in a year, I'm having to do it again because now they've rung the cards back up because they, they're like, oh, well, now I've got all this extra cash, sure. and I really don't. It's Now I'm putting myself in. Now I've got the house payment. I've got this debt consolidation payment, and now I still have the – and I've got the credit card payments again. So you, it's really got to be, it's like, it's like people who want to lose weight. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a lifestyle change. You've got to really kind of figure out how to, how to make that. If you really truly want it to be, you want to really get yourself out of debt. It's got to be a lifestyle change. Your habits have to change if you, if you want it to stick. Definitely. So. Yeah. Cause you're going to be spending money every day for the rest of your life. Correct. So you got to fix those habits now. Correct. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I guess, you know, you've kind of talked a little bit about how to manage your credit um, just in general, but it's really important to be very on top of your credit during the mortgage process. Absolutely. I know there's some things that we shouldn't be doing. Do you mind sharing? Not at all. I would, <laughs> yeah. Um, one, don't change jobs. Okay. That's a big one. Um, but also don't go and get any big purchases. I had a guy who is a um, business owner and um, he went and bought a, a truck for work nine hundred and like sixty seven dollars a month and i'm like that is no you we can't get you approved anymore you know because that money your debt to income now i'm like we can get you approved but now you're like a seventy five thousand dollar house good luck (laughs) you know so um it's things like that don't go and and put on you know open up a bunch of credit cards um buy anything um do that all after you know if if you want to go and buy stuff for the house and and open up a Best Buy card and get a new TV or Costco or whatever. Do those things after we close on the property, right. you know, and and um, you know, put the new floors and all that stuff on on your Home Depot card or whatever. Get all that stuff after we close. Um, yeah. You don't want to. Those are the huge big things that you don't want to do. Um, you know, I've had people change jobs in the middle of a of a transaction, and that's you know it, that can kill you. So, um, but yeah, it's really just don't go and purchase a bunch of stuff. You know, yeah, right. everybody gets excited. Oh, I need to. I got to get new. Uh, you know, patio furniture. I got to get a new yeah. couch, a new TV, whatever. Wait until you own the house first, you know, and then if you decide, okay, I want to go do that. Once we've already closed, I can't continue. You know, I, right. I've got no control over that anymore. But try to cash flow it. Try to cash flow it if you can. Everything, absolutely, right? absolutely. I mean, the best thing I did, and luckily enough, I was in the position to do so. But the best thing I ever did was pay off my car loan. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, oh, feels so good. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I just have, got my mortgage, and a mortgage is like a piggy bank, right? Yep. Like, I don't, I'm not even mad about paying my mortgage, right? It's an investment. building equity. Yep. So. Yeah. Mortgage is like an investment in your future, for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Right on. We covered a lot today. Covered what to do, what not to do, how people get in trouble, mm-hmm. all that. Any last words for people out there, credit-wise, or? Um, 
really just if you don't know where you're at with your credit, look it up. Um, look, you know, annualcreditreport.com. You can pull one from all three credit bureaus. Um, even the ones like uh, Credit Karma. Now, some people are worried about getting their identity stolen. You can freeze your credit at any point. So people don't realize that. You can go to annualcreditreport.com and put a freeze on all three of your, uh, all three of your bureaus. We have people that will pull their credit quite often where it's frozen and we'll have to have them go on and unfreeze. And they can do it for 24 hours. It gives us a chance to pull their credit and, and, and analyze it. Um, but, yeah, you can freeze your credit so that way you don't have to worry about it. Cool. Um, so that's something um, for people to kind of think about as well as you're really starting to want to establish your credit or kind of really think about it or keep your credit good. Um, uh, free, put a freeze on your credit. There's no, you can take it on and off whenever you want. Sweet. I do have one last thing because I just thought about how crazy this is, yeah. especially for people my age, mm-hmm. millennials are the worst. <laughs> you can finance clothing. Uh-huh. Like if I wanted a $60 t-shirt, I can yep. spread that thank you to Klarna or whatever it's called for interest-free payments of $15 a month. What's that all about? I, I literally know people who have done this. I don't know much about that, but my, my whole thing <laughs> is, so we had one of our pastors at church, he used to say, uh, don't buy things you can't afford with money you don't have to impress people you don't know. And it's, Pretty easy. if you don't have the cash for it, if you can't, you probably don't need it that bad. You know what I mean? Especially when it comes to clothes. If you're putting that on a, on you'll put a $100 pair of jeans on your Visa card. And then it's going to take you six months to pay that off. Well, now that $100 pair of jeans just costs you 150 bucks. And you don't even own the jeans yet. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I, really, it's really that establishing healthy money habits. It's really going to push you forward. Right. Um, because like I said, I've done a, a lot of debt consolidation loans and people get into an even worse position down the road because their buying habits don't change. It's really got to be a lifestyle change if you really want it to work. So um, if leave it with anything, leave it with that. Like you really need to, I can't want it more than you do at the end of the day. So if you really want to make it happen, it's really got to be a choice that you decide to make. Awesome. There you go. Thanks, Jason. You're welcome. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Sweet. Nice. That was great.